Blog Talk Radio. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey, parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Sound down there. One of the towns I visit pretty often. 
I am doing great down here in the 901, getting ready for the Thanksgiving holidays. That's what's up. Have you, uh, uh, what's on the menu this year? You going ham, turkey, turducken? You're doing something different <laughs> off the menu. What you got going? Well, we're just doing a little simple, traditional Thanksgiving. No ham, but I'm doing the turkey, the Cajun fried turkey. You got to get the Cajun fried turkey. The dressing, you know, throw some green beans in there, peach cobbler, probably sweet potato pie, some and some macaroni and cheese. That's my specialty. Southern cooking. Southern yeah, cooking. It'll add a few pounds to you at this time of year, but it's good in any way to indulge in it, you know. So, yeah, hey, you ready okay. to pack on your holiday 10 people hanging around people like Sheila down in Memphis, <laughs> around the south yeah. here. Around the south. Yes, indeed. Well, Sheila, wanted to talk about your book it's on Amazon.com, uh, Love, Lies, and Loyalty. It's a book that does one of your past town. I know you like to write raps a little bit, do skits. So I know, I know you got a lot <laughs> of skills in the writing game. So talk to us about what inspired you to write this book. And the title, the title right there tells a lot, right there, Love, Lies, and Loyalty, because that's a lot tied in those, those three words. A lot is going on there. So just the background about what made you want to write this book, what got you into writing, and give us a little brief synopsis about the book as well. Right. So I actually started writing this book over 10 years ago. Um, being a teacher, I never wrote as a child. I wrote because I had to, but I never wrote, like, poems and things like that. So as a teacher, I was at a school one year, and they needed a, you know, skit or play or something for Black History Month. And everything that I found was just so generic, and so I decided to write my own little play. And the kids did, and it was a big success. And it just took off from there. So every time there was a Black History Month program or any program at school, people came to me to write. And then I started writing in my personal life because, you know, sometimes you go through some things or you go through a relationship that, that kind of takes you there. And instead of me taking it out on a person or a car or something like that, because that's not in my DNA, I decided to turn my pain into writing. And so my first uh, things I wrote were like poems, poems that helped me get through some tough times and some bad situations in my relationship. And as far as this book, I'm an avid reader. Like, if you look at my closet right now, you'll probably find over 100 to 200 books in my um, in my closet. And I've always been a reader. And I've read so many books like this, and I was like, okay, you know, I think I can write my own book. Like, okay, if I can write a poem, if I can write a skit, if I can write a play, I can write a book. And so I started on a book about 10 years ago, um, Started off with different character names, but I always started off with the concept of four women who were childhood friends who just kind of went through some life troubles and just how were they manage, you know, how were they able to manage all the things going on with their lives and still be, you know, strong black women. And so, of course, life happened to me as well. You know, I had a lot of things that went on in my personal life, good and bad, and it kind of like forced me to put my book on the shelf. Fast forward to 2013, I moved here to Memphis with my son. And I kept looking at the book. Like, periodically, I would pick the book up and, you know, add a word or two to it. But it would just never flow. Because for me, I have to be in a certain mood to write. You know how you set the mood for romance with your candles and your music and all those things? Well, for me, I have to be in the mood to write. Like, when I'm going through a lot, I can write, but it was not the type of writing that I needed to finish this book. And honestly, I'm from a smaller town in uh, Natchez, Mississippi. Shout out to the 601, Natchez, Mississippi. And I kind of felt that I needed to get out of my comfort zone, which is what I did when I moved here. Because my son and I are here. We don't really have close family here. And so that took me out of my comfort zone. And I started finishing the book in the summer of 2015. I was like, you know what? I'll be 40 coming up 
in 2015. I'm going to finish this darn book. And that's exactly what I did. I literally sat here over the summertime, and I hand-wrote every page of the book. Like, this book was handwritten. I did not type anything up until I had written the whole 40 chapters in the book. And that's how the book came about, you know, just, just out of a need and a want for just wanting to prove something to myself. I've always wanted to be an author, and it was kind of like a personal goal. I'm turning 40. It's a milestone birthday. Let me do something to commemorate my birthday. What's the best way to do that than to have a birthday and a book come out on the same day? So my book was released on October 27th of last year, 2017, which was my 40th birthday. Well, 42nd birthday. But I finished it for my 40th birthday. And you know what? Your story is about is great because you pursued a goal. A lot of times, yes. a lot of people, you have to pursue your goal no matter mm-hmm. what and just don't, you know, just don't, you know, let nothing stop you. Just, uh, right. it's like, are you kidding me? So, yeah, like I said, you just got to keep on pushing, pushing, pushing. You had this goal, you want to write this this book. And right. Now, Sheila, now, as you go through the writing process, Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how does that go? You, you like to write a page a day, page a weekend? Like, I, well, how, how do you get those juices to write? I'm such an unorthodox person. Like, I'm I'm not a person who ascribes to like routines and all that. Which is, it, it can kind of go against you when you're a writer. So with this first particular book, I I, I can't say that I had a routine. Like, I just when I whenever I felt the the motivation come on or the inspiration, I would write. And so the way I write anything, whether it's a song or a poem, anything for me, I literally just sit there and think about it. And I know it's a it's a challenge. So that's that's my gift, that's my purpose. And so when you use your gift, it's just gonna it's just going to come to you. So normally I would just sit down, I could be anywhere, I could be driving home in my car and hear a song that reminds me of a character in my book. Or I might hear a situation that reminds me of something that one of my characters is going through. So when I wrote this book I had no pads, I had napkins, I had paper towels because whenever the inspiration hits me, I've learned to just write it down right there. Now, with that being said, moving forward to uh, my second book, which I know we'll talk about later, I did kind of like get into a better routine of writing. But as I said, for me, it, it comes with, when it hits me, I have to get it out there. And I, I, I try to tell people, it's almost like I go into a trance. Like, I'll just start thinking about it. And it literally just comes to me. That's why I know it's my true gift because it just comes to me so naturally. Once I sit down with that pen to the paper, it, it's not a second about everything that comes out, and I just write whatever comes up. Because of course, with your writing, you can always go back and add to it and make revisions to it later. You got that right, kids. Don't and now, I know you're working on your another project. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to definitely re, re, kind of repush the, the first book you got, Love, Lies, and Loyalty, here too as well. So, uh, right. what's the process about uh, trying to write book number two, different from book one, or is it the same process? Uh, with book number two, well, so I can go back to book number one for a second. So, the first book, of course, is called Love, Lies, and Loyalty. I know you touched on the three L's, and the reason that I called it that, actually, I didn't even think of a title until after I was in the publish- publication process. Because I didn't want to, for me, start with a working title. I knew that once I finished the book, then I would, you know, the characters would speak to me about what the title should be. So once I finished the book, I looked at everything that I had written, and it just came to me like there's a lot of love between these four friends. I mean, they've been knowing each other since middle school. And most of us have, you know, a friend that we've been knowing for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years if you're my age. I have friends who I've known 
pretty much my whole life. And, of course, you know you love your friends, but, of course, when you have lies, lies change the dynamic of any type of relationship, not just a friendship, but, of course, romantic relationships, a job, like any kind of relationship that you have with someone can be tainted by a lie. And so the premise of this book is what happens when there are lies involved in, in dynamics between friends and each other, between them and their families, them and their significant others, is the love going to be enough? And is loyalty going to be enough to help you get over a lie? Because, you know, sometimes a lie that someone tells you is not the big of a deal. Like if, if I call my friend and ask her what she's doing and she's with her boyfriend and might not want to tell me that, she might just say she's doing something else, I would be mad about that. But if you tell a deep lie that cuts to a person's heart and their soul, it's hard to move beyond a lie. And so that's why the book is called Love, Lies, and Loyalty, because it's like when there are lies involved, like is loyalty and love going to be enough to get you, you know, through a lie, or is it the friendship or the relationship going to end right there? And so that's the premise of the book. And as I said, I came up with that title after the book was already done. Like once I saw what I had written up to me, that was the perfect title for the book. And so uh, with this book, it's a lot of real-life scenarios. So, like, when people read it, even men, like, I've had men who are friends of mine who, of course, like, look, I ain't going to read this kind of book, man. I'm going to buy it because, you know, you my girl. And then they read the book, and it's like, man, that's real-life stuff. And that's the thing. Like, it's a fiction book, but it's based on situations that I've been in before and I've heard my friends, you know, go through. It's based on real facts because life is hard. Like, life, is, life is not all peace and cream, and we're going to go through things with our family. You know, we some of us have issues with our family, and that's one of the characters, um, uh, Morgan. She's a lawyer, but she's having issues with her family. Like, you know, she's the one who feels she's, you know, the person that made it out. And you know how that goes. Sometimes you make it out, your family kind of holds it against you. And then you have Shana. Like, she's a happily, well, not happily, she's an unhappily married woman. You know, she's the person that if you look at her life on the outside of the end, you think that she hasn't made Like, she has the cars, she has the clothes, you know, she has the bags that are expensive. Her husband has this big business. She has a beautiful daughter, you know, the big house. But here on the inside, she's not loving any of those things. Like, on the, on the outside looking in, she has a perfect life, but she's looking on the outside actually envious of some of her friends' relationships. And so that looks at the fact that what we see, you know, especially with social media, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. There was not social media back then. But now with social media, anybody can be in if they want to be on social media. That's what people have to understand. I can go on social media right now and say that I'm lying on the island in the Bahamas and I'm sitting here in my bed, you know, talking to you. So with social media, it makes things different. And so Shana is going through this thing of everyone else feels that she has a perfect marriage, but she knows that she does not have a perfect marriage. And it also deals with the fact of how women, a lot of times, not just women, but most, a lot of times women, we put ourselves last. Like we're the mother, you know, we're the friend, we're the sister, we're the daughter in some cases, we're the wife. And then we look up, and that's what Shana has done. She's done all these things, and no one knows her except she's this baby's wife. She's Lyric's mom. And so she's going through this thing of, what am I going to do for Shana? Like she feels like she's lost herself. And then you have uh, Mavis. She's like the, you know, I call her the round the way hood girl that's the entrepreneur. And so her her issue is she wants, you know, to be loved. She doesn't have a, a male man figure in her life. Like she wants a, a man to love on her. And she's also dealing with a mother who is, you know, suffering from a, um, a drug addiction. And, you know, we see that a lot in families. It might not be a drug addiction. It could be alcohol. It could be gambling. It could be lots of things. And then last we have Sheree, who's a teacher, who people say she's kind of like, like me. And I will say she's mostly like me. But she's a teacher, and she's dealing with the fact of being in a relationship that, you know, she knows has run its course. 
but she's afraid to just kind of like be by herself and take that step, you know, to being on her own. And so I've just listed like all of these things that each woman is dealing with, you know, on a personal level. And they're also kind of like dealing with changes and shifts in their friendships as well. Exactly. That sounds like something that's, uh, that people can all relate to. And I suggest you go to Amazon and pick up this book, Love Lies and Love. Yes, Amazon.com. Real life stuff going on in that book, Sheila, for real. Yeah, it is. I pride myself on it being a book that, that men and women can relate to because as a man, there are male characters in the book that men can, you know, can look to. And there are also female characters, of course, that they might say, okay, that's my wife, that's my girl, you know, that's, that was my baby mom, that was my ex, that's my mother, that's my sister. And, like, hopefully it's a fiction book and there are a lot of little funny moments in there, but there are also life lessons. Like, every single chapter that I wrote has a chapter heading that just sometimes is resonated to us. Like, Chapter one is Sheree's chapter, and it says a good man is hard to find and good sex is hard to leave. And that can go both ways. You know, you read that and it's like, oh, but it's true. Like, sometimes we are attracted to the physical connection that we have with someone who we know is not good for us. But because of that physical connection, we stay and we keep people around longer than they've been there and their expression date is up. But we keep on trying to make something fresh that has gone stale. And so, like, each chapter and there are 40 chapters in the book like each chapter has a, a, a chapter quote like that that you can kind of like apply to your life or any other situation um, another chapter says appreciate what you have you know before it becomes what you had and that's the real talk like a lot of times we're so hung up on what we want to have or what we used to have and I, I used to have this I used to be that person or I want to be this person I want to go there I want to do this and we're not focused on what we have in the moment. And, you know, life changes so quickly that what you have and who you have can easily become who and what you had in your life. You got that right. Well, Sheila, I thank you for your time today. It's been a great segment to have you on the show. Talk about your book. And I hope my listeners go out here and get your book and get some of these three L's. They need to get some A.A. lives they need to hear some reality talk and get the real yeah. on an African-American entrepreneur and author like yourself. I sure appreciate you having me on. And, of course, you can go to Amazon.com to purchase the book. It's Love, Lives, and Loyalty. My name is Sheila Cool. You can also email me at SheSewell1922 at gmail.com or author SheilaSewell at gmail.com if you want to pick up a personalized autographed copy of the book. Love, Lives, and Loyalty. Go get you one. No doubt, folks. That's Sheila Sewell on The Boss Man Show. Be having from Family Grinding ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. 
A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Nikki, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night the machines might let me know All the stars are so sure All the stars are so sure Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis. <laughs> 